0: This is Points North, a show about the land, water, and inhabitants of the Upper Great Lakes. I'm Dan Juan Shura. The sea lamprey is an incredibly destructive, invasive species in the Great Lakes. It was responsible for devastating fish populations in the region in the 1950s. But now they're under control, thanks to an international treaty, a specialized pesticide, and millions of dollars from the U.S. and Canada. But lately, Canada hasn't been pain in full. Reporter Max Copeland has this story. From March to November, Grant Truskowski looks for sea lamprey in rivers and creeks throughout Michigan and the Great Lakes Basin. It kind of looks like you're, you're about to go fight some space ghosts or something. He and his partner, Mark Martin, are standing in the Betsy River in Benzonia with their backpack electrofishers. They're wild looking things. Essentially, electrified strainers attached to two modified ski poles and connected to a battery on their backs. If a lamprey gets caught between them, it gets zapped. There's one. So I use the the pulse current, and as you can see, he's going downstream. And I just want to make sure I collect them, then put them in my bucket. Sea lamprey is an invasive species in the Great Lakes. Fully grown, sea lamprey are almost two feet long. They look like eels, but instead of a mouth, a horrifying suction cup full of razor sharp teeth they feed on the blood of large fish. In the Great Lakes, that means game fish, like trout, whitefish, and sturgeon. In its lifetime, one sea lamprey can kill 40 pounds worth of fish. Back at their truck, Martin and Truskowski inspect lamprey larvae. He has that nice beaver paddle-shaped tail with pigment extending evenly around it. It can be hard to tell the invasive larvae apart from native species, like the American brook lamprey. But they identify five sea lamprey. Find a ditch to put them in and just leave them on the side of the road usually. The larvae die quickly on land. One hundred years ago, the first sea lamprey got past Niagara Falls. Twenty years later, they reached Lake Superior. Their invasion was complete. But 20 years after that, it became really obvious that a lot of fish were dying. According to researchers, before sea lamprey, the Upper Great Lakes produced 15 million pounds of lake trout every year. By the early 1960s, the annual catch fell to less than half a million. That's a 98% decrease. Many officials believed that sea lamprey were the reason for those fish numbers to be so low. That's when the U.S. and Canadian governments stepped in. They founded the Great Lakes Fishery Commission through an international treaty in 1955. Its main purpose was to kill the out-of-control sea lamprey and help restore the fishery. Both countries began contributing millions of dollars, they used a pesticide called Lampricide with great success. Today, sea lamprey populations are down 90%. Mark Gayden is a communications director for the Fishery Commission. In an ecosystem as big as the Great Lakes at the scale that we're operating, this is uh, certainly the most successful invasive species uh, program anywhere in the world. But more than a decade ago, Canada stopped paying the Fishery Commission their full amount and is now only paying about half of their annual commitment roughly $8 million less than they owe. Gaden says it's made sea lamprey control less effective. Lakes Erie, Superior, and Huron have more lamprey in their waters than the Fishery Commission's target. That's because of underfunding, says Gaden. The Great Lakes need to do about 25% more sea lamprey control to protect the $7 billion fishery. Gaden says the U.S. currently pays for all the side in Canada. Otherwise, the Canadian sea lamprey crews would have nothing to apply. We'd have the crews, but they would have nothing to do in the field. Brian Massey is a Canadian parliamentarian in Ontario. He says Canada ought to be paying its full amount for sea lamprey control. This is a small irritant, but has significant consequences that are quite profound. Massey had a uniquely Canadian way of framing it. If you're continually playing with a penalty... Uh, in hockey, you're shorthanded, or you're, you're irritated by it because you can't play your full game. I want to play on offense on the Great Lakes. I don't want to play on defense anymore. I don't want this to be about trying to constantly rectify you know solutions that we already know we have, and we just don't follow through on them. IPR reached out to Fisheries and Oceans Canada, the department currently responsible for funding sea lamprey control. They did not make someone available for an interview. But Barry Campbell, who works in media relations for the department, read a written statement about underfunding the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, or GLFC. And as costs escalate over time, new funding for the GLFC will be determined in consideration with funding given to other organizations. Oh, I got live ones too. Where did Scott put those? At Hammond Bay Biological Station, about a half hour from Sheboygan, researcher Nick Johnson puts his hand into a tank and pulls out a sea lamprey. I offer my palm and he sticks its mouth to my hand. The force of the suction is way stronger than I thought it'd be. Whoa! You need help? That is strong! You can actually hear the lamprey's suction break. Scientists know how to control sea lamprey populations. Lamprecide is the main thing, and it was developed here at Hammond Bay. The only question is, will Canada start paying for it? For Points North, I'm Max Copeland. And that's a wrap on Points North today. You can catch past episodes of the show at pointsnorthradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dan Wanshura. Have a great weekend.